This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we have as our guest Judge Donna Scott Davenport from the Rutherford County Juvenile Court System. Good morning. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. Always good to be here. We're only a few days away (sighs) from school getting back. Friday. (laughs) It will be here. (laughs) And I, I can tell the excitement in the air with the youngsters yeah i think they're all ready to go back i think they are ready to see their friends and just have some fun you brought some friends with you i did we've got two of rutherford county's finest sros from the sheriff's office sergeant tim hayes and sergeant scott cup they're with us and we're going to talk about the row and uh, answer any questions of sros and how they're gearing it i think they're excited also to be back in school very definitely And, and sergeant Cup, you just had an exciting uh, adventure with the youngsters from Central Magnet School. Yes, we just went on the great race this summer and came back with the first place trophy. That's phenomenal. It was and great. this was a different one this year, wasn't it? It was different. The students did the driving and the navigating this year. Typically, I would drive and they would navigate, but this was uh, all students and it was more stressful for us like parents than it was being in the car and dealing with that stress so it was it was great they did a wonderful job they they had great scores and came back with that trophy that is phenomenal congratulations thank you and that is just uh, another way that the youngsters are are benefiting from the education here in rutherford county uh judge davenport i know you uh, are seeing youngsters on a daily basis are your courts fully open yet we are definitely in juvenile court but our last mandate from the supreme court justice chief justice was uh we can uh, distinguish between our mask but three feet instead of feet six feet so we're still limiting in the lobby we're honoring that we're still honoring that as well as our in our courtrooms we are not jam-packed in our courtrooms but then we did uh i'll go ahead and share this we've got a, a an email thursday from the chief justice and it just said we're not making any changes but we are encouraging that we start maybe with mask so we we've prepared for that we've got them uh at every entrance if they deal with the deputies or the YSOs as they come in or if they get into the courtroom with court officers that we have masks available if they feel like they need to wear one and I'm beginning to see more masks of people coming into the courtroom but right now that's their choice and their preference to do that and we're still three feet apart and we're seeing an increase in the Delta variant cases here in Rutherford County yeah that's what we're hearing yes so have you seen it uh, yourself there in the court yet? No one that has told shared that with me, but I do know that the past couple of weeks I have noticed more people, including the youth, a few of them coming in in mask when we had a period where no mask were worn by anybody. So we're starting to see 
some serious mask wearing again, uh, which hopefully will reduce those numbers again. Maybe when they indicate it will, you know, but right now it's discretionary, but we are mandated to encourage it. Well, as we move toward the beginning of school, which is almost on us, uh, are there some challenges in the court system, in the SRO program? I know there must be some challenges. We're going to ask them first because what they do increases my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Bart, one of the things I'm in charge of is school patrol officers when the crossing guards. So we have to uh, manage all 50 schools. I have uh, 58 crossing guards covering 85 positions. Uh, so some of them do double double shifts and uh, I just want to remind the drivers out there that school is starting on Friday so be alert be uh, ready to slow down during in the school zones and uh, just help keep our our cars and students and parents and especially our crossing guards safe uh, because it will be here before you know it now is Friday a half day Friday is a two-hour day two hours yes sir so it starts what about eight o'clock or uh, so? depending on the school most elementary schools start at 7 30 middles at eight and high schools are at 8 30. now there's a couple that are different if they're in a cluster but for the most part that's a good uh, thing to follow is 7 38 and 8 30. okay so two hours after they begin they will be okay. shutting down so th- that's pretty close for, yeah. for traffic it is it is and uh just a lot of this or two schools in particular you know you have the rockville cluster and the christiana that's high traffic areas so uh, a lot of cars are coming through there so if you have to be at work at a certain time you want to make sure you leave maybe a little earlier especially the first week or two in school just because it's new everybody's you know new coming to the school uh, it's going to start slowing down oh yeah anytime you have a cluster of schools uh, thompson lane is mm-hmm. one of those uh, and all over around uh, Oakland, uh, there's you have middle schools, elementary, and high school all within the same yeah. area. And I always tell the people that that call in that you know I can't make less cars. I mean, Murfreesboro is growing every day, so there's going to be more and more cars on the road. Now, is Central is is that a, a traffic problem area? Yes. I mean, if you were stuck in traffic out there, um, I'm sure that the parents and the people coming through that don't have kids in school would absolutely agree that it is. But for the big picture in the county, Central's established there. The traffic is a set pattern. Um, For the first week or two, MTSU's not back yet, so it's a little lighter. Once they start back, it's another a little bit of an adjustment period. Most MTSU traffic realizes quickly to go around a block or two. But there's a lot of streets right around Murfreesboro that are options that you can take and not get stuck in, you know, 15-mile-an-hour traffic. But it's at Central, it's a 20 to 30 minute process whereas some of these schools it's two to three hours depending on how many you know elementary middle and high school all right using the same road that's a lot of a lot of time and a lot of traffic judge davenport are you hearing things from parents who are coming forward to make cases in your court Uh, are you hearing comments from them about school getting started again you know i am because i may be even asking what school will you be going to in the fall and and then um the teenagers, I don't really ask, are you excited? Are you ready? I don't ask excited, but 
I'm seeing excitement in their face. I really am. Even the older children that are, are you ready to go back? And and I, I think a majority of them are. They are ready and they need that socialization. So let's hope that we, we're able to maintain that for them. We hear so much about the problems that were caused by lack of socialization. Uh, did you see that in the courts? Have you seen... Uh, something missing with well, the kids. I do think when you peel back the layers at, with children's behavior during this past year or so, that we do see that part of maybe some of that behavior was because they had difficulty dealing with being isolated for lack of a better word, and not being able to see their friends and even their teachers or even their SROs because those are friends to them that they depend on every day. So in that regard, yes. And there's something about walking the the halls together, seeing girlfriends and boyfriends. All of that's been been missing. It it has, and I think it's important. It's definitely important. When you just said that, Bart, I had a sense of smelling in Mount Jewett High School hallways. I guess it was the disinfectant, but I just okay. had that memory, and I smelled that hall, which was a pleasant. It wasn't bad. Was it wooden so, floors? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't okay. think so. But uh, I, I guess it was just how they cleaned it. But I just had that, so well, I'm hoping schools, they all. Most schools right now have that fresh wax, wax. smell. So yeah. hopefully the students will remember that in Fifty years out, they'll have that yeah. same wonderful oh, feeling. <laughs> I, I can remember when you mentioned that. Uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, in the fourth grade, the school I went to had wooden floors, and they put some kind of granule on the floors, and it had the greatest smell. And uh, that was the only school I'd ever been to that had, I guess, the only one that had wooden floors. But uh, it, it, you know, you remember it, some of these things you do remember it came rushing back mm-hmm. to you. The smells of high school. Yeah. So, uh, and, and those are, that shows you how precious those times are. I mean, you smell, uh, you have that sense of smell, and that brought a memory back. And I think most people can tell the names of their SROs, the names of their teachers, and that shows you the bond that's created in in those schools and a lot of formidable years those are you know years where we're making memories and learning how life works and those are all important people in in that process oh absolutely but just look back on oh, the great uh, great race i mean <laughs> 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 thinking how those memories that that will stay with those young they're still fresh right now in my mind but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but that'll just be with them forever yes what a wonderful moment that is. And that's just one example of, of great memories from schools. Uh, are many people in the school at the Juvenile Detention Center right now? Are there any in the schools there? Uh, well, in the detention and our JDC part, we mm-hmm. are always have an education department. So they're doing educational instruction every day. Okay, even so in you the never summer. have any time when there's nobody there then no they they have educational all the time they may be working on their high set or they may just be working on what they're going either they had last year to brush up on their skills but we have education ongoing uh 
every month not just we just don't stop education because the schools are out in the summer we hopefully if they're behind that we'll be able to help them be better prepared when they are released uh to go back into the school that that they won't have such a struggle so we're always doing that through our educational department at uh, the detention center now do you work with the parents are the parents a part of that program well they have to be most of the time because they're our conduit to the school usually to get permission for them to send assignments when school is in session, the assignments and those type things. So they are part of that. And then uh, Mr. Uh, Garland Henley is our educational director, and he's the one that handles all of that communication. Very good. So if there was a, a way to improve the system, I know you're looking at ways all the time. What are some of the new things that have come out of this pandemic? I know we've We've had to change in everything we do, little things here and there. Are there any things that you'd like to keep that you've learned from the pandemic? Well, I know that we in Juvenile are still going to do some uh, Zoom or video, uh, not hearings, but uh, the type of cases may be a motion that's just argument. But we have to lay eyes on children that are in state custody uh, every month or so. And most of those are not within the Rutherford County area, and they have to travel, or they miss school. So those type of cases, we're going to maintain those because we can lay eyes on them, and nobody has to travel. Uh, the DCS doesn't have to. The child doesn't miss, uh, you know, be on the road for, for uh, a day sometimes, back and forth. So we're going to maintain those, I believe, no matter what happens with the, with the justice system because that is just better for our children. Now, when we're talking about the Department of Children's Services and foster parents and things of that sort, that's something you see the direct results of, and I'm guessing it's something the SRO sees the results of also. Uh, are, are there any concerns in that area? Are you getting enough volunteers to be foster parents? Oh, we never have enough foster homes. <laughs> never, ever. The, the need is greatly outweighs it so i think that maybe sergeant cup could talk about i mean they're all mandatory reporters in the school and remember when we shut down that was one of my biggest fears and was i was very emotional about i knew our children were not being seen by them and our teachers every day and i i had such a fear of how many were being abused at home and nobody was able to document it so i'm sure you've had experience both of y'all with that. oh yeah um throughout the county last year i know there were several sros that um and guidance counselors through the schools that went and did home visits just because they there were some concerns if the you know the the children were distance learning and they didn't get online for a week or so and they hadn't heard from them and 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 there is some of that you know the the mental aspect of if a child is having a tough time at home and they they don't ever leave home you know they don't really have anyone uh, outside of social media to talk to about it and and those are situations that a lot of times can be diverted or or head off before they become big problems just by talking to teachers and guidance counselors and school school personnel and SROs and and working with the parents and letting the parents know what we we see and what they're hearing and a lot of times the parents don't know what's going on with the child and and so we did lose a lot of that, I think, with the distanced learning. Um, 
and it will be nice to have that contact back again just to be able to see smiles again with you know we were talking about masks and and right now that it's optional and and i know that in our our school it's tough i i function best as an sro just by facial expressions just smiling and and being a positive person for that person to see today whether it's a teacher or a kid or, or a family member whatever and and with a mask on you lose a lot of that and so it'll be nice to be able to smile again well you need that and you need that interaction the youngsters uh, need it you need it i've been in places and somebody comes up and says hi and i'm thinking who is this who is but because you can't see them that's right and then they pull the mask down you oh yes <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Hayes, tell us a little about some of your experiences over the summer uh, with some of the youngsters and how you're looking forward to this reopening of the schools. Well, I'm definitely excited about going back to school. You know, when whenever you're out in public eating at a restaurant or, uh, or shopping, you always run into some of your, your students and they're just so happy to see you wherever you are, whether it's Walmart or, or eating out. The, the the happiness on their face is what makes me want to come back every year. And so, like Sergeant Culp said, being able to see them on Friday walking in, hopefully, you know, without a mask if, if they choose to do so, will just be a great feeling uh, because I'm at an elementary school. So I have kindergartners that are now being first grade this year that I've never seen their faces. So it's going to be like learning their names all over again, trying to figure out who every person is. So it'll be the first time. Uh, and it's just be, I'm excited about it. Oh, that is exciting to see that happening. And uh, the memories that are being formed in those children's minds, uh, that'll be there forever. Yeah. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. I mentioned the phone number because when we come back, it'll be your show. If you have a question dealing with the youth, dealing with the reopening of the schools, dealing with our juvenile court system, this is the time to ask those questions. Don't wait until the show is almost over and then uh, rush in with a bunch of questions. Uh, text us or phone us right now. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Turn your fingers into a microphone and talk back. WGNSRadio.com is Rutherford County's online source for what matters to you. WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. Demas's Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas's is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. While we're all hiding indoors from the heat, this is a great time to pick up some new toys to keep your pets entertained. This is Amanda from Animal City. We have a wide variety of products for small pets and their people and the critters themselves to add to your family. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And don't let your pet go unprotected from fleas and ticks. We have a wide variety of products to suit most needs and budgets. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. 
I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. Norm Alzir, he's a World War II vet. In this salute, we talked to a World War II veteran. When you went into the war, at what stage? Was it the beginning, the middle, close to the end? Well, it was close to the beginning, December 7th. How many were on your crew? Six gunners and four officers. Did you ever keep count of how many you shot down? Well, yeah, I shot down three. How old were you when you went in? 19. 19 years old. And what was your parents' opinion of the... the no, my parents were dead a long time. I was an orphan. Being the young man you were, what kept you going? What was the driving force inside of Norm? I don't know if I could really answer that. You had a job to do, and you had to do it. That's about it, you know. Uh, you just didn't worry about it. You just no, did it. You did it. That's right. And uh, whenever you got back from a mission, you kissed the ground. And glad you're alive. Well, Norm, I look back and think, how would your relatives hear from you? They called a V-mail. If you wanted to write a letter home, they call it a V-mail. A V-mail instead of an email, huh? Yeah. You write your letter, then an officer would take it, and he'd go over it. If he thought there was stuff in there that shouldn't be said, he would cut it out. And sometimes your letter would get home, and we'd be nothing but holes. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Good morning. Traffic still pretty sluggish on 24 as we continue to look at it live here from that early morning crash on 24 Westbound at OHB here in Antioch. Now, in Antioch, there's still an active shooting situation going on at Smile Direct. Uh, it's a warehouse uh, right here in Antioch at Franklin Limestone Road. The police, again, still have it completely shut down on that shooting that happened about an hour ago. Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition, coming up this weekend. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smile. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, alone near 63. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. This is Chip Walters, and you're listening to Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. Yeah, we got them. MTSU Sports on WGNS AM, FM, online. Welcome back. Our phone number to talk or text. You are in control of that. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. And again, you can talk or text. Just give us a shout. 615-893-1450. We're talking about schools beginning again Friday. Yeah, about short day Friday, but uh, that's the beginning and the youngsters are quite excited. According to Judge Donna Scott Davenport from the juvenile court system, she sees it in their eyes. And I think that uh, some of the folks here from the School Resource Officers Program, Sergeant Scott Kelp and Tim Hayes, you're also seeing the kids ready to come back, ready to interact with each other. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got open houses in the county this week for middle school, high school, elementary schools having um, different events. Um, 
coming up in another week we've got a uh, tiger hunt at central where the parents and the community comes together and it's on the front lawn if the weather permitting we have a cookout and a lot of events that we missed last year are going to happen this year and and a lot of energy and positive feedback coming yeah when you miss some of those things that are traditions uh the kids probably feel sort of left out on those uh and, and that's a shame but last year was certainly a different year for everybody uh for parents who are listening and who sometimes are concerned they're worried that their child uh, might have some issues uh, can they contact the sro at their school is that a oh is absolutely that a good call the school number just ask for the sro's office the school resource officer's office um all the sros have an office and a number um, they can get a hold of if they need to they can contact the sheriff's department our dispatch can get them a hold of the in touch with the sro um, but yeah definitely feel free to reach out to the police officer at your school and um, it's not just if your child's in trouble or criminal trouble it's you know there's a lot of resources that we have just even just talking to the kids and having a buddy in the school sometimes can help for give us some, some examples because there may be some parents who are thinking, well, I have a, an issue, but that's not the kind of issue. I think a lot of my, over the years, some of the most memorable and meaningful conversations I've had with kids is when um, relationship problems at home between mom and dad, they were having a tough time adjusting with a divorce or a child custody issue. And they, for whatever reason, we ended up, whether it was, I ended up in the guidance counselor's office with them, or they ended up in my office to just come by and talk. Um, and we hours over months just spent on letting them know that they're normal the way they feel is that's that's how most people would feel in that situation and it's okay to be that way and they're not alone and there's other people out there that that understand and things will be okay it's you know tomorrow starts another day so they're needing a friend to listen to them that's exactly right and sometimes that's hard to find and you know just because we're police officers doesn't mean we're bad you know we're we're not there to just arrest kids we're there to work with kids and help out and that's why we all have clubs and coach and get involved so they can see us as more than just a police officer we're you know we're someone out there that really cares about the school and the community and and the kids that are in the school well you're there to keep the kids safe too well absolutely you know that those are the obvious things that we're there for the the you know just deterrence of threats and, and things like that and, and eliminating some of those problems. But the the smiling, like I said earlier, just the, the happy person in the hallway, the smiling face, just a friendly person to talk to if, need, if you need to. Now, when we hear in the news about things happening at schools, uh, the things that come to mind first are always the negative ones. I, I don't know why we think negative at first, but we think of bullying, we think of alcohol, we think of drugs. Uh, are those as big as they used to be? Or do you think that they're sort of calming down a bit? I think a lot of that depends on the position you're in. If you're the victim of one of those, I'm sure you would think they're, they're worse than ever. Um, I remember when I was in school, you know, bullying was an issue. and and But um, one of the biggest things we deal with now is social media. And that's what we were sitting here talking about during a break is that, you know, and we've talked about this, I think, last year before school started. One of the biggest issues that kids have today in my mind and what I think of is that they just never get away from that 
influence, whether it's positive or negative, 24-7, mom and dad go to sleep and the kid's still laying in bed with their device, whether it's a phone, an iPad, whatever it is, and they're talking to their friends 24-7. It's nothing to see a kid having trouble in school and find out later that they go to bed and they're up all night on their device and when they come to school they can't function and they're grouchy they're getting in trouble because they didn't sleep because they were up all night talking to their friends whether they're local friends or whether they're friends on a gaming platform all over the world but they're that's the biggest thing we see is in parents are afraid to take their devices from them at night and turn them off and, and there's times where kids just aren't responsible enough to have that freedom yet um you know, as an adult, you realize that I got to turn the TV off. I want to watch the show, but if I don't watch the show, it's going to be miserable tomorrow. <laughs> and you turn the show off. And kids don't realize that. They just don't have that ability yet and that, I guess, maturity to be able to make that decision. Judge Davenport, as these youngsters come before you in court, do you see some of the negative outcomes from too much cell phone activity? Oh, absolutely. Sergeant Cubs correct. It's toxic. And they're in the moment. And they don't care about tomorrow. They don't care that they hadn't had any sleep. They don't care if they're not off in class. They don't care if they get in trouble the next day. They are in that moment. This is what they're going to do. And they've got that free will, and they're going to do it. So, yes, definitely we see that. And a lot of it is because I, I wish you know we somewhat have a form of uh, uh, order in juvenile that we do a lot of checks so we can enter it easily into the computer and I, I'm thinking I probably need because I'm writing a lot no social media no phone use you know supervised only in knowledge of the parents I'm having to do a lot of that writing because that is part of the root of their problem is being on that social media or the phone or whatever absolutely it used to be just TV. <laughs> well, we, we preached for years that if you had a computer, make it in a family area, family right. room, so the kid could be monitored. But now, with cell phones, you can get on the computer wherever you're at, or on the internet wherever you are, so it's become a lot more difficult to monitor your child's activities. And peer pressure and convenience yeah, has absolutely. convinced parents today to, that even elementary kids need cell phones and devices. And so, you know, it's all, all age levels, all grade levels are seeing it so do you think the cell phone is our biggest problem with young with raising youngsters? i think it's one of our largest contributors to their bad behavior and some of their criminal behavior because we have a lot of cases where they've hooked up on social media to stage a robbery or a drug deal uh which they wouldn't have done that before you know they would have had to they had to have a number from somebody right. or a text. Yeah. Or. And so that I think it is part of the instigator of a lot of our things. Has it gone on too long to correct it? Do you think we can bring it back? I think some of our children are addicted. Mm -hmm. I think that's an addiction as well that we're dealing with. Is that And, and the, I think they even have somewhat withdrawals of wanting to go and oh, I guarantee you they do yeah. um, I don't know how many stories we hear from parents that well I took the cell from, from them and that's when everything exploded things went really bad so they just gave it back to them it's like that's, it, it's like an addiction yes and they're not getting the drug which is the social media on their device how do you what is a parent to do then 
I mean, you, you, you got have to take the device <laughs> or monitor it. Be a yeah. parent, yeah. Yeah, be a parent. And I did. I just had a child that I was putting him under a court order, and <clears throat> I think that he is on his path. He can do one or two things, but he's got so much support that I saw in the courtroom. He's on a path. He's on the good one. And he can keep it, as I say, keep it between the mustard and the mayonnaise, <laughs> the yellow and the white lines on the road. And I had to write, no, and they've, they've restricted. But I said, school starts Friday. And I said, mm, I don't know why, but somehow I'm the great Oz and I'm going to know it. Because somebody going to rat you out that you're on somebody's phone at school. So... One of the things I'm so glad we're back in school and they're back in school because I was able to say, do you know who your SRO is? He said, no. I said, well, can I suggest that we get to know him? Mom, we get to know him. Now, what's happened here is confidential and is nobody's business but yours. But I do know that if you just go up and you say to them, hey, I'm so-and-so, how you doing? They're going to pick up on that. They're going to pick up. Keep an eye on me. Because I said, if you're influenced, get to know your SRO. They will look out for you and help you deter you if you're facing that peer pressure and the bad influences that you seem to be drawn to. So do y'all have a secret club for the students and y'all a sign? Maybe we need to. I don't <laughs> that's, know. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Uh, but you would you would pick up on that, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. You would know something's wrong. Yes. I our mean, he's first, asking for my first help. First off, our uh, our cop instincts that we're trained to would you know kind of raise the hair on the back of your neck if something's odd that's different. But that would cause me to identify at least recognize that student's face because there's a lot of kids in school and there's a lot of kids that we talk to on a regular basis. So some of them get left out in that. And that would draw me to that. And my in my world, I would make sure that every day I saw that child and said hi to him. And if they didn't say hi back, or the, then we'd stop and talk for a little bit, just make sure everything's okay. But, yeah, that's exactly how. And that's what I told him. So you don't have to tell them your business. Just introduce yourself somehow. And I guarantee you they're going to be there, and they're going to watch over you. And I think that they would. Yes. You know, this sort of sounds like earlier conversations we've had years ago, back when we didn't have all the complications of iPhones and stuff like that. But uh, the kids would go to the parents, and they would have a boyfriend or a girlfriend saying, come on, it's okay to go with me tonight. And they would go to the parents and say, should I do this in front of those kids? Because they wanted the parents to say, no, no you should do that. they wanted them to do their job mm -hmm. and say it's not appropriate, it's not a good thing, and why, and no. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so they're looking at the SROs to say, no, you shouldn't do that. You need to do this instead. And a lot of her children, that's why I was so upset when we had to shut down. Some children only have SROs. They're teachers. And their guidance counselors, that's all they have, that exhibit to them their worth and give them hope. A lot of the children I see don't get that at home. So I, that makes me double excited for school to, to start back. Yeah, I always told some of my kids to use me as the bad guy. Like if, if they're tempted or someone's pressuring them to do something, say, 
Officer Hayes is watching me. I can't do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And yours are, are really young, you said. Well, right now, yeah, I'm at the elementary school, but I was out of middle school for years. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. But now I have have young, young kids. Now, during the break, we were asking, uh, are there big problems with alcohol, drugs, and things of that sort? And Sergeant Cup said, and vaping also. Uh, so... This is this is a new addition. We didn't have vaping added a few years ago. It's been around for a couple of years, um, heavy. Um, I'm, I don't know when it start. We started seeing it in Rutherford County, but it was probably five six years ago. And then uh, it got really heavy in the schools over the last couple of years. I'm hoping that um, there's some uh, media campaigns out there. I think the government has put out and, and different things, and words starting to get out. And times change. You know, you go through a five year eight-year cycle and these kids don't want to do what the last generation's kids have done and they've tried something different which keeps us on our toes trying to figure out what the next thing's going to be but um i'm hoping kids are starting to realize that vaping's not it's not as cool as what they thought it was sneaky they could get by with it and not get caught usually um but um i think they're starting to realize that there's a lot of health problems that come from that and um some consequences down the road and it is you know even though it may be nicotine or it may just be flavors whatever it is a gateway it has led to a lot of other people trying a lot of different things that they may not have tried had they not been with friends doing that and it gets them in trouble too they get in trouble at school with that so when i can the kids just randomly smoke cigarettes at school well absolutely not well i mean they can try but they we haven't seen cigarettes <laughs> well, I don't in school understand. for a while i guess so if they can't smoke cigarettes why can they vape because at they can hide it it's not it doesn't have a smell it it's easier to hide oh so it doesn't have the big puffs of smoke anymore that's exactly right okay the old days of the cars filled with steam but these mm -hmm. yeah they can they can blow them into their sleeve and and you know it's it happens sometimes even in the classroom it's not like you have to go to the bathroom and sneak and hide in the corner anymore it's it's right there and and it's easy to hide so the manufacturers are teaching children how to break laws and <laughs> i'm mean, sure there's really. an argument to say against that but i would believe that that's probably true i think a lot of times we've over the generations we've seen advertisement aimed towards young kids and they claim it's not but it's hard to prove that it's not because it attracts young kids and that's exactly what's happened with this they advertise it for college kids and then the high school kids want to do it because that's what the college kids are doing and the younger kids see that the high school kids are doing it so they want to try it and older sisters and brothers and siblings and cousins and tv shows that they're watching you know it's an influence everywhere i'm glad you brought up vaping because that is a problem that has some sounds like pretty severe health issues with it uh, possibly even worse than smoking uh, because i've heard doctors talk about how the steam is hot and that gets and the, it deeper into your lungs well, and the chemical in it uh, there, there's some studies showing that it causes what they're calling a blister lung and and there's other side effects from that and and there's some you know stories out there and, and of athletes that have had been hospitalized in lifetime consequences because of vaping do the parents know about this i mean Um, do the parents know their kids are vaping um i'm saying i would say the majority don't and And i think that there's some i think there's some parents that most likely believe that it's not as bad as smoking cigarettes so you know it's just a it just tastes like candy so it's just a 
it's a fad. We had candy cigarettes when we were growing up, and you know they may look at it at the same thing, but it's not. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm just happy as a log. I guess down a, a river with no water. <laughs> I you? got some okay. good old bad news for you all. I've been listening to you all for about ten minutes. Guess what? Everything you all have said. Guess what it come with? What's that? Bart, how long have we been talking about? Oh, it's so beautiful. We are growing, and everything is just turning out so wonderful. We've been talking about this about the last 20 years, right? We have been growing. Yes, sir. That comes with, I got some bad news now. You're not going to tell come me that with, comes with growth, are you? Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 I remember when it was only... You know, I, I, I may have to disagree with you on that one, Casey. <laughs> I, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that even in the small counties, they're seeing these problems. Yes, sir. Maybe That's not as mean. big, but yeah. still but getting. Right. Now let, let's let, now hold up. Now back, back the horse up for a minute. <laughs> now you know we weren't like this. No, no, we were not like this before. Back back years ago, come on now. Well, we didn't have vaping, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of those things. But you know what? You take the cell phones away from these kids. Oh, you'd have a war. (laughs) I I don't want to catch a ride on with you. What would you do, Bart? Without a cell phone? With me, personally? I could probably learn to, to manage. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a challenge. Bart, you feel all right this morning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for calling. <laughs> I Take, can't find my way to the store without a cell phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't find my way back home. I, I bet you found your way to Shoney's when you were a kid or to the parking lot <laughs> over at uh, Jackson I Heights. Buy, I need a guitar string, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> I can't buy the music store. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all have a good day, man. Talk to you later, too. All right. You, you know, he's right. Uh, it, it's hard for all of us to get rid of some of these. I guess we're all slightly addicted to oh, these Oh, and things. I fought it years ago. No, I still want my calendar. A big old <laughs> calendar to write on. <laughs> yeah. I, it, 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 ooh, old dog new tricks. Who won? Oh, the... the, the technology one <laughs> i'm still not the best with it it's like i don't care how it works just come in here and get it to work <laughs> yeah. you know yeah because we're all uh, addicted you know to some point we're we well, you want to rely see on it pictures of your family and stuff like that yeah, it's got it's a lot bullshit. of positive the, yeah. the social but it is uh, it is toxic i think for our children oh definitely mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, after hearing sergeant Culp saying these kids are staying up all night we know that's not good. I mean, and uh, I hear that too. You know, well, he he just stays up. Um, well, I you know, it's the take. And, and then again, they don't want to take the phone because they don't want the conflict because conflict causes you have to do something, and having to do something takes energy and time. And a lot of our parents are exhausted. Now, <laughs> if a parent, when we were talking about parents uh, interceding and saying, "No, you can't do that. You can't go there," if the parent came in and said. Let me have your cell phone each night when you go to bed, and I'll put it away. Uh, would they feel the same way about that interaction? This is something that I think that's a great idea, and I know parents that do that. Um, I think uh, Judge Davenport would probably agree with me that that's one of those things that if you start early, 
it's easier to enforce when they're older. They expect it. They'll argue. They'll fight. But it, it's they they know that's the rules. And when you give them the phone, there needs to be boundaries and rules with the use of that phone, no matter how old you are. But when they're 14 and they've been on the phone their whole life, all night long, and then you decide that that they need to take that, and you're going to have a fight on your hands. Because that's they that's yeah. their routine at night is to do that before they go to sleep whenever that is and and so it's definitely easier to establish the rules early and I think that's with everything it's easier to establish the rules and stick with the rules than it is to come back later and try to enforce new rules. I just something came through my mind while we were talking, youngsters these days I mean elementary school and and younger have iPads or they are in some kind of a framework that looks like a frog or something uh, but deep down it's an ipad and that's a cousin of an iphone it's a babysitter yeah yeah okay so should and those are leading to sending out messages uh to parents grandparents uh friends uh should those be picked up at night also i mean if, if we're starting to set a trend so that the child won't suddenly have a change in what's happening when they get to be teenagers, should those be picked up also at night? Well, I know I could only watch certain shows on TV, and I could only watch certain channels. Well, we only had four, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they didn't restrict me all day to the educational channel. But I could only watch TV a certain amount of hours and a certain time. It's the same principle. You restrict when you give it to them. And a lot of our uh, educational devices for our young ones to learn to read and the things that they need to do to learn, to progress, to get into kindergarten or pre-K are with those devices. Where I see there a problem is when we just throw the device to them instead of parenting them. It breaks my heart that we don't have books. Yeah, I love a book. Our children need hold and read a book and and that's okay as long as they're reading but I see so many times in restaurants instead of teaching them how to be proper and calm and polite in a restaurant they give them a device they give them their own device play this game I mean we see it all the time and I you know there again you're not teaching them of how to act in public and how to respect and what is necessary. What they're going to need later in life. Absolutely, you know. They are losing the uh, ability to communicate effectively. And communication, we've lost a lot of that because, you know, instead of, because we used to have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, (laughs) and we don't do that anymore. Uh, And we don't have that communication, and it's a, a slang language that they text. You know, I've had to be educated a lot on, on slang when I get texts in as evidence uh, that means certain things or signs on, on the text that they that they have. So so you get comments from probably parents as well as students in this slang because it's been around long enough that some of the young parents, that's that's their way of communicating. Exactly. Especially if they if they enter those texts as an exhibit and they're, and they're able to come in as evidence. I have to have, maybe have to have somebody to interpret that. But I'm sure y'all know all that because most of the time it's my law enforcement that testifies to what, what that is. We have about three minutes left in the program and we're right here on the doorsteps of schools opening. Uh, what would you want to tell parents and students 
that they need to think about during this new year. It's going to be an opportunity to do some different things. I would say, parents, just encourage your children to go have a good day. You know, and then when they come home, don't ask them a million questions, but love on them and say, I know you had a good day today, and maybe you can tell me what you talked to, you know, what you learned today. And, and kids, you got to go. It's the law. <laughs> and, but I think with that encouragement, you get positive. With positive reinforcement, you get positive actions. And so that would be what I would say. Sergeant Trump? <laughs> I like the be positive. Um, every day is a new day. Um, encourage your your children to sleep right and get to school and have a great day and learn something fun and and come home and and like your honor said have have a great time as a family at night um, we're all busy lives change every day and just enjoy love each other um, spend time with each other letting each other know that you love each other and, and be patient with your community too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, be patient with the law just be kind. Yeah, I mean, go kind. to school, be kind to your friends, to your teachers, to your the faculty members, and be kind. Parents, be kind as they're driving down the road. I mean, things are going to be slower. Uh, the crossing guards have a hard hard job, so just be kind. And I think you're always hiring. So <laughs> if anyone thinks they could do it better, there's always an opening. Very definitely. Thank you for sharing that today. You've covered some material that is so extremely important and uh, looking forward to an exciting, successful school year without a lot of interruptions this year. <laughs> That's right. Thanks again. Judge Donna Scott Davenport visiting with us this morning, along with some school resource officers, Sergeant Scott Culp and Sergeant Tim Hayes. Stay with us. Truman's next, right after the news. Thank you.